All right, welcome to podcast number 120 this week of the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your publisher and editor of the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. We are working on our April edition, and it is almost ready as we are here at the very end of the month of March. Joining me in studio is my co-host, uh, Rachel Nelson. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Hello. Doing well. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Good to have you back here in the studio and um, and do a show. What did we What did we do last week? How do, who do we have on? Oh, it was um, um, Wyatt Perp. Wyatt Perp. I'm like I could I could see his face and not his name. <laughs> and we're we did. An you guys were here. Show. You know, y'all were here and I was at home. Yeah. That was weird. Uh, we did that once before. That was a, a different. Uh, but also joining us in studio. Uh, this week is our former co-host and from the Texas Cannabis Collective, Jesse Williams, on the on the. What program. it be, yo? For what? my former, it's like former child star, former child. <laughs> when I don't want them to see what's on my resume, that's what I say, former child. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the to the podcast. We're all actually in the studio, so no one's streaming coming in on um, on a video platform this week, so everybody's right here, so that's pretty cool. We haven't done that in a while. A special guest, Backbones, our, our one-armed bandit. Oh, the one-armed man. The one-armed bandit. Hey, I didn't, that was, I didn't do it. I've seen him before on this show. I didn't do it. It was him, the one-armed man. <laughs> well, Jesse, joining us from the Texas Cannabis Collective this week, and you've been down there at the Capitol, I know, being vocal, as you are. Carl and Rachel and I went down there for the hemp one a few months ago, a month and a half ago. But how's it going down there? You've been stirring the pot. I try not to stir the pot. (laughs) Stirring the pot doesn't work very well. I try to work with the pot, keep the pot warm, (laughs) keep it delicious, keep it flowing. Jesse, of course, the senior staff writer for the and editor, I think, for the Texas Cannabis Collective. That's right. And no stranger to this program. He was on this show for, I don't know, maybe 40-something episodes at least. And uh, now doing your own podcast there with the Lone Star Collective show. So we just had the bill for manufacturing smokable hemp pass out of committee. I believe it was 4918. Okay, yeah, that's 4918. Yep. That was going to change the language in the law to be where we could have manufacturing of smokable hemp. Because right now, after the case that just happened, our state Supreme Court said you cannot manufacture it in the state, but you can sell it. So as long as it's made somewhere else, you can bring it to the state and sell it in the store. Current law. Yeah, current law. Right. Which makes no sense. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So we put a new bill out, not us, the cannabis collective, but a new bill, Texas put a bill out saying we're going to return smokable hemp, the manufacturing of it, so we can continue creating it in our state. And that passed out of the Agriculture Committee yesterday, and like almost immediately after the hearing. Is that the one that I left comments on that I was telling you, 44? That's 4918. 4918, yeah. yeah. It's always a trip to try to keep track of all these all the numbers. I, I have them in front of me, and I still can't find them. Um, but, yeah, 4918 was the one that I left the comments on Monday, and just basically, yeah, um, that's good that that's moved. We, we need to get that fixed. Yeah, it was, it's been a busy week. Because the day beforehand, and there goes the skeleton. You can lean with me, buddy. Come on, let's, let's get romantic for a moment. Yeah. No, but he, uh, but that is the that is the very one important one because all of these retailers, Rachel, that you know either we speak with or have on the show or we talk about their products. I mean, many of these people whose products are right here on the the, the desk 
you know, a lot of them had to start going across state lines, starting to manufacture, mm-hmm. ship mail or their products in, or some of the minims just stopped doing it altogether as it was too expensive to try to. Not every operation can go to across state line and. Right, you know, have a production facility and then well, mail them back to themselves. I mean, you just spent millions, millions of dollars building these facilities just for like in a year or two for them to go. Nope, pack it up and go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give really? the give the money to, to 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 Oklahoma or New Mexico, who already has robust cannabis programs. Medically, or even Louisiana, Louisiana is even ahead of us. No, on, on medical is like, that really true? You know, like our medical programs ahead of ours. I mean, I know that we talked last year about medical. Delivery systems in 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 Louisiana, they run an ad. They ad run advertisements at Lake Charles for the Lake Charles clinics, yeah. right in Beaumont. When you're coming going eastbound oh, yeah. on I-10, you can see these advertisements. I've actually reached out to them about marketing to Texans, but they were little. Not it was a gray area for even same, for them. Same, yeah. thing, same, same thing leaving Dallas, going out to like Shreveport, uh-huh. Bossier City billboards all over the place like we have your your medical cannabis texans we have your cannabis uh, yeah. here you, you don't need a medical card come to louisiana and get your that was what one of the ones i've seen last year uh in east texas had but uh but this is this this new bill will will fix that this will fix that hopefully hopefully well it's kind of sad for you know the businesses that invested to go across state lines and then now yeah being able to bring it back is good, but it's like, dang, all you know, a, a lot of them used resources. Well, I understand there was a couple of um, cl- uh, kitchens uh, that you could go in. Um, it was a co-op kitchen that, that Oklahoma had opened up a number of these, and many Texans were going over and just paying the fee in the co-op oh, kitchen nice. to manufacture yeah. some of their product. I can, I, I can see that being that, a thing. That would be a Makes more sense. affordable way. I know that that was being done um, like There's co-op kitchens year. here in Austin that do things like that. People use those facilities mm-hmm. to make like their mm-hmm. CBD products. Mm-hmm. What's the most progressive bill right now for cannabis that's that's being put forth at the Capitol? Is it the that's, Nicole that's a, Collier's bill? Is that Well, Nicole Collier put a bill forward, I know, for... Defend, you know, or getting rid defense, of defense to prosecution. That was right. what I testified on on Tuesday. And that's House Bill 382. That's that's right. And basically, if you got pulled over and you had a hemp product on you, and the cop tests it with like say the little field test kit and goes, "Well, I actually believe this to be weed." If you when you get ready to go to court, you can provide the evidence of saying, "You know, I have this product. Here's the packaging. Has a QR code, a COA attached to it. I bought this from a reputable source. As far as I knew, this was a hemp product." And that would be a defense to prosecution. They wouldn't be able to go after you for that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, somebody called me from the Valley last week, or maybe it was Monday of this week. But so a girl called. She said that I was at a, a shop in Edinburgh, Texas, called Good Time Smoke Shop. I picked up some Delta 8. I was coming back into the far area. The, the, a cop pulled her over, saw her swerve, and she went into a Circle K, went to get something to drink, came out. The cop was starting to inquire about her um, ability to drive. She, he thought she was under the influence of something. Oh, I which, saw that. I saw a news article about that. Well, I don't know that this is an article yet. This has oh, a, this, this girl just called me. And anyway, the, the girl was um, arrested for possession of Delta 8 products that she had just purchased. at the, And she wasn't didn't try them. She said that she was swerving for potholes that, in a bad road. And the cop, the cop came up to her. And wanted her to do a field sobriety test. Yeah. And when she denied it, they were like, well, we want to really search your car. They found the the products. I was like, well, you're probably on this. 
From my understanding, that's how they were trying to push yeah, did it. Did this make news? I mean, I haven't told I very so. many, I many say, people. I, said, I believe so. No, I mean, she, this the girl called me about it, but I was just going to mention, though, that it was one of those cases where I, I told her to reach out to Jay McGuire at the M Federation because Jay likes to, you know, call the DA and, and you know. Well, him and David Sergi will tend to work on that, that yeah. type of stuff, and it's great. Well, that's the two numbers I gave her, in fact, when she called. I said, look, I don't know if I can get a story done for you this late in the game, but I did give her David Sergi's number and Jay McGuire's number because they, they advocate for these kinds of cases, and so – um, that, but I, I brought, I bring that up because this bill, this will... is happening. This is actually happening. People have this thought that this isn't happening, especially inside the Capitol. Like I explained to representative Collier afterwards, like this is happening in our state. People are getting pulled over. They are being arrested. We, we need to fix this part of the program yeah. right now. Yeah, this is, uh, it's already bad enough that, uh, People are going to jail still for low levels of cannabis, but now you're still going to put someone in jail for a Delta 8 cigarette? Well, the, the biggest problem that I pointed I out mean, to her was that, so say you have gummies. Gummies are a concentrate. That's a felony by default in Texas. You're facing felony charges. There's no sight and release for that. You're going to jail. <laughs> so you're probably spending the night. You're going to wait till the morning. You, you've talked about this. you got to mm -hmm. sit there and wait for the judge when the judge wants to see you, and the judge will set bond, and you got to figure out how you're going to get your bond together and an attorney Yes, I have spent a night or two in jail. Yes, I I have talked about this, but but I have been only arrested once for cannabis, and that was way back in '97. I was a young guy, and it wasn't my my pot. Honest sure. to God, I swear. Sure. But my nephew had the pot, and he, he 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 got pulled over, and then I said, "Look, man, don't let him search the vehicle. You know, don't say, don't consent to a search." And so. The cop, knowing that I have been coaching him on this, separates me, the older guy, right. from my 18-year-old nephew. And um, he continues to question, pressure Jesse, and he gives him the right to search. Oh, great. And that the guy's name is my name. That's what I needed. <laughs> That's what I need for this story. <laughs> no, but my nephew, Jesse, got uh, – he was only 18 at the time. I think I was 27 at, the, at, that, at, at that time. But I uh, that's the only time I got busted. And, and what it was is one of those things where – it's not my weed. No, it's not my weed. It's not my weed. Okay, well, then you're both going to jail. Oh, no. So we both went to jail. And it magically appeared, officer. I don't know what that is. No, if someone would have taken the rap, you know, he was 18, didn't want to take the rap. Well, it wasn't my, I didn't go buy it. He bought it, but he threw it under my seat in his car. Anyway, Rude. anyway, that that is still on my record from really? from way back then. If you you know if anybody looked far enough back, I mean, it's still on your criminal record. I was given advice by someone who had seen a case before where basically they said, keep if you're a guy, keep a like a small women's purse in your car and throw it in that purse and shove that under the seat. That way, when you do go to court, you'd be like, well, I had this girl in my car like a week ago, and she must have <laughs> left that there. That wasn't mine. <laughs> You know, my friend uh, and former big supporter of my publishing work was a former lawyer, G uh, Jamie Belasia. He would tell me, uh, Russell, when you because one time I got pulled over and I was coming home and I, I had been drinking, but I wasn't drunk. But I, I was I was pulling into my house, so I did what I thought Jamie said. He said, when you come in, when you pull over, you just go straight to your house, and then. Lock the doors and throw your keys in the car and lock the doors so they can't search your car. And, well, I remembered, get out of the car, go to your house, get out, lock the doors, put the keys in my pocket. Well, the, <laughs> co well, the cops came and searched my vehicle, but they illegally uh, obtained my keys without my permission, 
search the vehicle only to find my mother's half ounce of oregano that she'd given me for a pasta recipe. No way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was in like a Ziploc bag. And uh, anyway, they... That's uh, catnip, officer. I don't know what you're talking about. I had a bad driver's license, so I did go to jail for for that night, but they didn't charge me with any drinking or marijuana or anything. But But Jamie later reminded me, he said... No, you idiot. I told you to put the keys in the car and lock your keys in the car. Then they can't search nothing. Oh, good point. You just call a locksmith later on. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, but I wanted to get into my house. Life hack. I didn't want to. Take your house key off. Yeah, I didn't. The whole process. See, that's why we just need legalization. That's why we don't have to jump through these hoops. (laughs) Until then, little quick disconnects for your keys are a lifesaver. (laughs) Yeah, true. That's um, how I end up losing my keys. I want to know a little bit more about the 382. So, like, say I have some, like, illegal cannabis and I put it in the packaging of something that I buy from the store that's legal. I mean, how could they really prove who is at fault if there's um, so I imagine, know, an illegal I imagine product. what's likely going to happen is that they're going to test it. They're going to want to go and test it. And if you've shoved your own little product in that container, that COA is not going to match up with that. It's only going to come close. Mm-hmm. So they're going to see this big discrepancy between what the COA had on it and what was in that jar and go, yeah, you Yeah, want- but still, how do you prove who, like, maybe it was a mistake on this manufacturing side? Like, how could you really prove who's at I fault? That- it's just very sticky situation. It's very, very, let's see, like you said, sticky. It, <laughs> it, it, it becomes this thing of, like, Who's responsible? And personally, I, I think that the best way we could have went after this when we created our program was to have what um, we've had him on the show. Nathan Murphy talked about, is it called the, the hemp blockchain, where mm-hmm. basically we mark every step of the way what's happening with these products. That way we know who manufactured it. We know who put it in the jar. We know where it was grown, who shipped it, all of that. And we can trace it back one step at a time to whoever did this. Mm-hmm. And I think that what could possibly happen is you're going to see it possibly go to a farm. Mm-hmm. It's going to get traced back to a farm. They're going to go, well, our state test showed it was fine. And we have evidence that we shoved that product into this packaging. That's mm-hmm. what got shipped off. Mm-hmm. What now? Right. Mm-hmm. What do you, Jesse, what do you think of uh, SB321 from Charles Perry? Now, he's got one relating to production and regulation of hemp, providing administrative penalties, and also creating a criminal offense. Uh, as related to hemp, um, I guess is this just in case you're producing bad quality hemp or bad? I'm gonna lie, I haven't looked much into. into uh, you know in, that in, one? If you, I was it, wondering it, if we, you had we, any we, thought. We've of, been focusing a lot on the consumable hemp bill. That he's well, you're following about. probably more on the traditional marijuana and cannabis with your organization than well, some of these other hemp well, ones, huh? Well, a lot of it also is is. You ask, like, what's the most progressive bill? And it's like, what's the most progressive bill that's actually going to pass? Or what's the most progressive bill that's been filed? So because, far, yeah. Because filed and passed is a matter of one's two a bri- different tools. One's a bridge too far, and the other one's something we're like, oh, my God, what, what a small, insanely small step. Yeah. Um, what will we get done this session in cannabis? Just in, in what do you think we're getting really – what will happen if, with the 88th? What do you think? Um, I think there's going to be a, a dispute between – possibly the medical bill and the consumable hemp side. 
and we've are we meant to be divided the cannabis and the hemp side are they is that a is that a ploy or is that an attempt there... i don't think that's going to be much of the the issue this session like we had last session where it seemed to be a yeah a war between the farmers uh ranchers and the retail outlets well we've got and it wasn't so much the retail outlets it was kind of the the manufacturing side but now we've got retail outlets manufacturers we've got medical patients there's a lot of people in the state. Veterans are, are paying attention to this now because of the Delta 8 case that took place. There's a lot more people, consumers, that are paying attention to this issue now. So we're hoping with this we can keep everybody kind of on a united front and keep us all moving in the same direction of this is what we need. Let's all have the conversation needs to be had so we can finally end this. Well, look, let's take a quick commercial break, guys, and we'll come back. This is podcast number 120 this week. 120. And... Uh, and you're already on podcast 78. Like 78, I, 79. So you quit this show. That's a difference of 40-something shows that we're only ahead of you guys. So and I left you at like 70. But you were doing about 25, 30 shows before you even left this show. I was, that, I was, saying, I was at like 69 or 70 when I, when I left here. <laughs> well, we'll talk more about your show and your recent uh, HIP award again as well. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Delta 8 on the other side. I want to see what you get your thoughts right. on what we think about Delta 8, what happens as well in this, uh, this next session. Texas Hemp Show Podcast 120. We'll be right back after this, guys. Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs' exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one -on -one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. We took the best journalists from politics, health, innovations, cuisine, business, travel, agriculture, and then we put weed in it. Welcome to Weed and Whiskey News. Weed and Whiskey News. News with a twist. Do you qualify for medical marijuana? Texas allows medical-grade products with THC. If you have a diagnosis of PTSD, neuropathy of any kind, including diabetic, any cancer or seizure disorder, Dr. A at Good Earth MMJ Clinic will help. You believe in cannabis's medical benefits, as do we. VA veterans with PTSD do not fear, as your benefits are protected with a Dr. A's prescription in Texas. Please visit GoodEarth210.com for all details and book an appointment. Next day appointments available. We're here to get you well, not high. That's GoodEarth210.com. 
The Texas Reporter is available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops across Texas. McAllen, Houston, Austin, Dallas, Lubbock, and San Antonio. Texas lawmakers will be in session this year to improve or alter laws on cannabis products. So stay tuned and informed this legislative season with the Texas Hemp Show podcast and the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Would you like to host the Texas Hemp Show podcast in your business or special? Event now booking live broadcast from your location with our new demo vehicle, the Texas Green Machine. Email Russell at Texas Hemp Reporter at gmail.com. Now back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to Texas Hemp Show. This is podcast number 120. 120, man. That's, that's a... 120. That is, that's a lot, man. I can't believe we've we've been, you and I were on, we did show one through 50, 60 together. I mean, uh, show one, man, all the way back in September of 2020. We were out at Terminally Taking Off Studio. Terminal, terminal <laughs> Takeoff st- Studios in East Austin is where we started. Oh, really? And we, we, did, uh, we did six podcasts there, and then we bought a pod track before. Yeah. <laughs> and then we started doing them here. I still have mine. I went and bought one. I've still got mine. The works great. Yeah, I have a... I don't know what that is. Uh, the P4 is a little... It looks about the size of a phone, and it's a little recorder, but... Uh, the little phones, the, the little P4 is ingenious in that it, you know, it captures the mix minus for your guest, and that is the key yeah. that we found out the hard way oh. with Colton, uh, with Coleman, and a couple of other guests over there at that studios. We didn't have. We couldn't the, figure out why they couldn't hear the music, like the music we have in the background now, the bad mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. We couldn't figure. And there like, was feedback on their mics too, and their are their engineer over there. Bless their hearts, they. Just didn't have the mix minus part figured out, and it, it it took a couple of guests. It didn't take long for us to figure out that <laughs> oh, we were we were fucking up. I mean, it was some issues, yeah. and so we had to get that straightened out. But Jesse been with us uh, from the beginning with this show, and uh, we've come a long way. It's 120 yeah. shows. We've down we've done video for maybe 50 shows. Carl's been with us, and you know Carl was uh, who our, our video producer here. Uh, Carl was with us for show one or two at Terminal. We invited him to come and see what we were doing way back then. And uh, uh, even though Carl didn't really come in and help with the video until maybe the late mid-30s of the shows, but... uh, uh, he was there in the beginning, even when we were over there at Terminal. Man, I remember some of the first episodes we did in this office, we were sitting at the desk. Just together at the desk with like bringing a microphone stand at the desk, trying to like, and then like Mike would go out. We had to lean into, lean into each other's mic, like, yeah, I got to talk now too. Oh man, you know, before I was in this bigger office here in the building, I was in a smaller one, um, and I don't know if you ever saw that office, but I I remember in during COVID, Rachel, we were, I we were doing some, we were doing weird shows. We were doing this was before the Hemp Reporter, but this was pre 
uh, right around COVID or maybe March of uh, 2020. And I had a little 720p camera mounted on the wall and it was like hanging down and we, and we were still, we were still using a, um, uh, an audio interface that went in to get, you had to get your sound, your audio had to go through the interface to get to the computer, to get your mics. And we were running through a little mixer, you know, so it was a whole different setup in that pod track, P4, and then we've, of course, got I the... I think it was a blessing. Yeah, that was a real, real game changer, the P4. And then we've since then have had the P8, and I have now the Rodecaster Pro 2. So um, our production has definitely improved uh, some here. But, uh, you know, shout out to you and your podcast, and thanks for, for all of your contribution to this show over the first two years of the show. You guys are doing pretty good. I didn't realize that you had done 30-some shows of your own before leaving this show. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't know there was that many because I kept telling myself, how in the hell, Carl, how in the hell has he got 78 shows when, you know, we're only at 120? What's funny is it's been, I think like a month, it's been almost a, about a year since that I've you been, started been, the, doing your own no, shows. No, no, since I've left here. Wow, wow. And I believe I started, we started doing the Lone Star Collective <laughs> like maybe five months, six months before I left here. Mm-hmm. Like, powered through a bunch. You were in the first 10. Well, you've gotten a lot of... Uh, yeah, I was on one. I think I was on episode 12 or something like that. Oh, you that. were like eight or nine. Oh, wow, really? Okay. Because I remember your comment yeah. was, oh, yeah, I'm blessed to be in the first 10 of your episodes. <laughs> well, you know, the weird thing was you asked me uh, some time after that, well, when am I going to get on your show? And I was like, what do you... What do you mean? You've been on that show. You don't, you don't want to come back. And it's supposed to be like some other <laughs> yes. joke. It's like, hey, when are you going to invite me over? <laughs> We're here for 50, 60 shows. Anyway, let's get back to the conversation. Any thoughts on Delta 8 and anything going to change there, uh, Jesse, with, with this session? I think that's the thing that everybody's wanting to. F- I mean, retailers are concerned about this. They're very much concerned. And the issue we have is that this seems to be a top-down type thing of we want this done. So get rid of this. Get rid of Delta 8. And we're kind of fighting like hell because it's one of those things of there's this misconception that all Delta 8 is converted from CBD. And I'm having to explain to offices, no, there are processors and manufacturers who can do this without converting it from CBD. They, they process enough plant material. And the example I've given in the past is the, the grain of beach on the sand where it's like if you have a grain of sand, it's nothing. But you put together billions of grains, you've got a beach. So we had the same thing with Delta 8. It's very minuscule in each plant. But if you get enough plants together, you can make a viable product with this. So it's naturally occurring. So it becomes very tricky to try to ban this flat out. Yeah. And then they go, well, we'll want to ban synthesized or synthetic. And we weren't going to let DSHS define this. And that's the last group. We really want defining this. We don't want them defining synthetic at all. Have you... um have you heard about, I don't know which number it is, and I, I know I've, I've pulled, what's cool about your website is you did have all of these bills that were submitted, and you list them for, on the Texas Cannabis Collective. That's just great. You got the site up on screen there. Uh, thank you for that, Carl. But you can see the uh, hemp bills, the medical bills. You've got the uh, criminal criminal penalty-related bills, and then there's uh, the, the some of the marijuana cannabis bills. What is the bill that gives dishes the power to make rules and changes? I thought this was interesting. That's going to be Perry's Bill 324, I believe. Okay. That's uh, that's one where they literally outlined, they went, they wanted DSHS to define what synthetic would be. And it's more that's, of, we want to be That may to, be the Delta 8 bill. Yeah, that's that. And we, we want it to where that's defined in the bill. Yes, not... Not in some midnight meeting that DSHS has <laughs> yeah. in 
barely alerts anybody to. Can you tell from testing products, like, if the Delta-8 is synthetic or not? Because isn't it the same chemical makeup? So part of why everybody's kind of concerned about Delta-8 when it gets converted is that, from my understanding, like, the solvents you may be using, they call it acid bath, that there's leftover byproduct that you – it may be minuscule enough that pe- some people go, oh, that doesn't harm you. Other people go, I don't want to take that risk. I don't want to put that in my body. And I want to know that it's in there. Well, if you're doing an actual chemical analysis, you could technically look for it. Gotcha. If you looked hard, I say if you looked hard enough, you had the right equipment, you could see it. Well, you said you the cops to. have test kits, like when they pull people over. I've never so, heard of that. So these these test Field. kits, you can look. Um, I believe it's called a NARC two, like N A R K I I, and it's basically a kit that this company sells for police officers and police departments to put product in. Basically, the old field test kit. And they basically shake it up, and it says mm-hmm. this is this is we believe it's above 0.3 percent THC, so it's probable marijuana, or below probable hemp. So basically, they they could technically use this. Wow, I wonder how accurate those are. And they could technically use this to say, well, we now have probable cause on you to arrest you because you, it looks like it's it looks like it's weed. So let's book you and take you in. Yeah, there's some of the medical cannabis bills y'all had here. I don't know. Which you you, you want an update? That's one of the things you're going to work on. Because I was going to go through, you know, SB 121 by Jose Menendez, authorizing no, no, possession. No, no, I'll choose way. Those got put in. Some of those got put in a committee. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. So that's, really, all that matters now is what's survived this far. And, that, and, and that's so far. That's Clicks bill. There's never been a bill outside of Clicks bill that, unfortunately, has ever stood a chance. Yeah. She is the mother of Texas medical cannabis. That's right. She is pretty much our, they consider her the legislative expert on it. Nice. 1805. Yeah, 1805. Mm-hmm. And her bill has gone to committee, passed out of committee unanimously. We're waiting for it to be scheduled for a floor, second, third reading, and a vote. Relating to medical use or low THC cannabis um, with certain medical conditions. And that was going to have the cap raised to 5%, but it's now been changed to value metric. What does that mean? So basically, you would be pres- you'd be prescribed cannabis the way you get prescribed any other medication, and the max you could have for a dose would be ten milligrams. So if they gave you, say, if you say if they put all this into little capsules for you, you could have capsules that have max ten milligrams in each capsule, and, and not have a bunch of filler in it. And you could take however many a day the doctor. The, 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 the doctor could say, "Hey, I need you to take two pills, two doses of this, two times a day." Every two, 20 milligrams a day. Yeah. Or, or, like, or like that. Or whatever they yeah. think you need. Whatever they, yeah. would, they would say. Just like you would with any other medicine that you would be prescribed. And does that mean there's no, is there is still a cap on the THC? That, that, that is the cap. 10 milligrams. Let's say you would have no, that we say no filler. So like right now it's at 1%. The other 99% is like MCT oil. Okay. So we're cutting the MCT oil out and then cutting that. Well, that's an improvement. Yeah, it is. Into 10 milligram max doses. Well, that's interesting. That's a different. I didn't see that when I didn't see it come. I, I thought they would raise. Substitute. I thought they would raise the cap of of THC is mm-hmm. is what they might get to five percent, but that's not. That's it not. Was, it originally was going to be five percent, and basically the thing came out. I was like, hey, there's all this filler in it that really. I don't know if anybody, if either one of y'all has ever taken MCT oil. Stuff cleans your system out. Oh. It's pretty much it's its own natural <laughs> laxative. Mm-hmm. So it's not good that they're like, hey, you need to be taking possibly 25, 30 milligrams. So you're having to take 30 milliliters, a good chunk of this medicine that's mainly MCT oil. Oh, wow. Well, it, just no. wreck, it just wreaks havoc on your intestines. So that's a that's a victory if, the, if 10 milligrams 
Quite big. Of just that's pure a big step THC. up. Yeah. Cool. Oh well, that's that, that, that's not bad. Is that that's in Clicksville? That's in that, and that's in Clicksville. Well, that's good. Well, something that's not good, in my opinion, is the checkpoints at New Mexico. Oh, good old twenty eight eighty three. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about this. I, I, you were talking about that off air earlier. Uh-huh, yeah. Rachel. It's, you know, I'm from the Panhandle, obviously, so I know a lot of people who were super happy whenever it became legal in New Mexico, and it's just you know a hop, skip, and a jump away. So, so now here's the government to be like, oh, we're gonna so ruin this. Texas is putting checkpoints. They want to have DPS go out and put checkpoint up checkpoints up for people coming in from New Mexico, not going to, but coming in from New Mexico. And the bill says inside of the bill that they're going to be checking for marijuana. So our thing, our side of it was, hey, this is being done because New Mexico is legalized. And you want to catch people who come through with weed whenever you can. And which bill is this one? Uh, House Bill 2883. So ha- the state has never taken these measures before with other oh, no. legal states. So it's just kind of in- interesting that this is just coming has up Has 2883 now. made it to committee? Oh, it was. It got heard Tuesday. <laughs> I think yeah. I heard the same time I testified on 382. Oh, like, I testified no. on 382, and our current host for the show now, Gramps, went over to testify on 2883. And he basically, he goes, I don't like this because our organization doesn't like it because this is looking for weed, and you're only doing it because New Mexico legalized. We've got better things to spend our money on. Yeah. And you're going to just harass everyone who comes and through. It, well, 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 how are you going to well, determine who's who you're going to look at? I mean, well, what if Moody's bill passes and they make it uh, anything, uh, you know, uh, enough, like a sight and release? A sight and release from anything under two ounces. And the thing is, it was, What's, we play it as they want the money, the tickets. Better yet, we, we, we had to look at it like this. Has that bill passed? Has that been signed into law? Yeah. No. No. So the chick, we don't have the eggs in the basket yet for that. <laughs> we're just counting some eggs, though, yeah. is all we're doing right <laughs> exactly. now. Just, we're, we're looking counting at chickens and going, eggs. come on, pump an egg out. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, what else do we have? Um, well, yeah, they did look at us like they did look at him in the meeting like he was crazy testifying <laughs> us about it. Like, no, this is about illegal immigration and people coming up from Mexico to New Mexico and then coming into the state. And the DPS officers, we need people out there because the local police department. Wonder can't what Colt it. thinks about that one over in El Paso. He, oh, he was he. Oh, he was one he, who he, he, he quickly was like, "Hey, guys, look, you got to pay attention." to Colt this. Morris yeah. and uh, El Paso's normal chapter there in El Paso. Yeah, he. Runs, he was just. I saw him in town with you guys. Yeah, he was up for the medical hearings. He uh-huh. came in. For that week, the medical lobby day, and he, uh, I believe, he either owns or he's managing. Um, I think it's called like High Horse Cannabis. Uh huh. In Las yeah, Cruces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I reached out to them. I've talked to them um, uh, before over there at High Horse. Well, what do you have coming up on the way of um, events or anything? Is the collective got something? I saw something on your website earlier. There was an event on April fifteenth, a green well, flyer a- or something. I don't. Maybe we can share that. But uh, there was a. I think the, it was on the his hub, the hub, the hub City Normal Peace, or Love, and Music, down, the 420 maybe. Festival that they're having. Uh huh. 415, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, it's April, just on April, that page. Fi- yeah, April 15th and the 16th. And that's in Lubbock? That's up in Lubbock. Nice. Yeah, I've been seeing um, an organization on Instagram that's doing a lot of advocacy there in Lubbock, which is good to see. Um, I think they're pushing to get a site and release ordinance going there as well. Uh, in in, uh, in Lubbock? Uh, on the Lubbock area. Oh, wow, that's good. Remember, Texas Tech is up there. Those college students don't want to be arrested for that anymore. 
Yeah, I think it was further down there. I saw a green flyer there, but that, but uh, well, what was how was your turnout over there on the 14th though? I mean, that was a uh, that was the big it was day. Good. It was great seeing new faces. We had a lot of new faces that showed mm-hmm. up. People who wouldn't aren't the routine people. And I, I, I said on our podcast, we talked about it, I was like, things get, you don't want things to get stale. And it's like, having the senior people show up doesn't really get stale. And, and the 14th was the Texas Medical Marijuana yeah. Policy Lobby Day is yeah. what I'm referring to for listeners if you're if you're wondering about March 14th. And there was a good turnout, y'all. It was had. a good turnout. It was great to see new faces showing up, people that hadn't been there before, mm-hmm. showing up to tell their representatives and their senators that they wanted to see change, mm-hmm. which is great. It means that there's not the same people just coming over and over and over again that there are other people that need this in our state. Yeah. Well, what's coming up, anything event-wise? I'm sure we'll all see each other over there at the uh, Roundup with Dalton in Dallas in a couple of months. That's probably in the summer. He always July. Said, he always says, I say it's earlier than it is, but uh, it is in usually late July. It's either when, July. I think he's planning for August, though, this year is what he was saying when he was on a few weeks ago here. But uh but um, we'll all be at that. Are you guys doing anything in between there? Uh, or uh, you'll be sponsoring that event, no doubt. You're in Austin. I, I know Austin. He's he's working over at Thrive Apothecary now. Mm-hmm. I believe Thrive is having a 420 event of their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing a podcast at J Hart CBD. We have a, a little remote that we're just going to go over there and do a live show at her place. And take nice. the car over there and do that. So we're going to be doing that. But I want to do another one, though, that's like a night one. Oh, that would be fun. Like, you know, a, one we do at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, you know, yeah. a little more fun. That one's earlier in the day, like, at, you know, 1 to 4, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. But I, I'd like to do another one that's like. If anyone's interested. <laughs> yeah, if you want to have us, we want to do a podcast uh, on 420. It's a Thursday, so we're, we're trying to find, like, a smoke shop or a, another CBD or maybe even a – maybe we just need to go hang out at the Flamingo or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was there last year on 420 at the Flamingo watching the Mau Mau Chaplains. Yeah. We were going to be in the magazine. Was it – oh, yeah, you, you did a story <laughs> yeah. on, on Mo, and yeah. uh, that's really awesome. Uh uh, yeah, they're great. We talked about the, them a little. Mo and Angela. Uh, yeah, Angela and Mo, they, where they're going to be on the on the program, and um, that's going to be a very uh, a cool cool uh, write up that you did on that. Have you seen that yet? How it came out? Uh-huh, oh, yeah, okay. it looks nice. I sent that over to you. I was wondering that. This uh, is Lefty. Oh, <laughs> uh, you brought Lefty in. Yeah, he hasn't been here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he needs meds of his own. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick commercial break. This is the Texas Hemp Show. Our friend Jesse Williams visiting us here at the studio. This is Podcast 120. We'll be right back on the other side. Texas Hemp Show. Are you tired of the lies, conspiracies, and propaganda that Deep State uses to program you? Does the thought of empirical corporate globalism make you paranoid? Then Paranoid America is your source for alternative news. Listen to Paranoid America weekly on the GCN Radio Network or wherever podcasts are available. Your filter for mainstream fake news and disinformation. Featuring world news, the paranormal, cover-ups, UFOs, cosmic disclosure, secret space programs, and the parapolitical soup of today's global theater. 
Tune in weekly as we dig deep into the dark vault of false flag agendas and unlock the esoteric and the unknown. If you aren't paranoid, you aren't listening. The Paranoid America Radio Show. Now, live from an underground bunker fortified with cheese whiz and crackers, the man dressed in black fatigues, wearing a tin hat made of aluminum foil, your host, Mr. Paranoid, Jerry Lee Fletcher. We took the best journalists from politics, health, innovations, cuisine, business, travel, agriculture, and then we put weed in it. Welcome to Weed and Whiskey News. Weed and Whiskey News. News with a twist. Spirit of Rock Radio. The stories behind the greatest music of our time. I says he's what? He's dead. He's dead. Iconic moments of rock history. The backstories, the lies, and tracking down what really happened. The death of John Lennon. The manipulation of Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley died today. Apparently it was a heart attack. Was Jimi Hendrix murdered? The circumstances surrounding Jim Morrison's death. Janis Joplin, Buddy Holly, Rock's greatest legends and their stories pulled apart and exposed. Reaction and opinion from the people who were there. A couple of guys, not going to name them because I know who they are and they kill me. They poured wine straight in there and he, he drowned. Who was watching them and or exploiting them? He was the most vocally anti-war of the Rolling Stones. They murdered Brian Jones after that. Eyewitness accounts, personal stories and observations. Spirit of Rock Radio. Objective, get to the truth. Refuse to believe without proof. The autopsy report and things are revealing that the wine was poured on his nose and throat while he was sleeping. Spirit of Rock Radio. The real stories of rock finally told by the people who were there. There's a lot of questionable things. This is Spirit of Rock Radio. Own it now in your market. is available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops across Texas. McAllen, Houston, Austin, Dallas, Lubbock, and San Antonio. Texas lawmakers will be in session this year to improve or alter laws on cannabis products. So stay tuned and informed this legislative season with the Texas Hemp Show podcast and the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Would you like to host the Texas Hemp Show podcast at your business or special event? Now booking live broadcast from your location with our new demo vehicle, the Texas Green Machine. Email Russell at Texas Reporter at gmail.com. Now back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden.
welcome back to the Texas Hip Show podcast. What? What is this? number one twenty? One twenty. More to go. Only three hundred more to go. <laughs> Only two hundred eighty more to go. <laughs> till our four twenty. Till four twenty show. That's what the is. Cop. That how many is left until three hundred weeks left? I like where Rachel's going with that. That's <laughs> six years. Yeah, that's that's quite some ways down the road there. <laughs> uh, great show though, guys. Great to have Jesse back, uh, our former co-host, with our, our our new co-host and and Rachel. You've been here quite some time now yourself. You've been around for. I don't a year, know. Maybe? Uh, Not even a year, I don't think, but close. Well, definitely over on. a year for the writing and oh, stuff. Yeah. You've been contributing in the magazine for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, About two years. Yeah, and then on the show is about coming up around a year, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it was like last summer. This is this last this episode. Uh, episode the issue you have coming out now, I think, is the first issue. Other than the first issue you ever put out that I don't have an I don't have an article in. Is that true? You really didn't have anything in this one. Nope. Wow, you've been busy with school. Because I've been busy with school. That's why you had legislature. Yeah, that's really true. That's true. That's two things that keep you so. Well, I picked up you know some articles as who I picked up is I had on um um uh, the 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 grad student. Clay Moore. Clay Clay Moore. Yeah, I was going to say Colton Morris, but uh, uh, that's not. Anyway, um, no Clay has been on. Clay's over. Clay just did an interview with uh, Noco's Morris. Uh, Back because it started today. Right now, right? It's happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> I've been yeah, seeing. Yeah, that's why on I was. Yeah, that's why I was. I was talking to him earlier. But uh, um, anyway, no, um, we picked up some articles from the Morris Beagle from yeah, Morris Beagle <laughs> Clayton Moore. It, Clay Moore interviewed interviewed Morris Beagle earlier, and I thought like, I was trying. I was mixing those two together <laughs> is what I was doing. But um, no, Clay Moore has been uh, cool with some of the writing he's done. He's, he's a young, uh, intelligent young man. There, of course, there at the at A and M and the hemp um, cannabis hemp innovation league. Yes, the chill oh, club. Nice. So, has Dalton ever talked to you about do trying to make a chill club at Texas State? He kind of mentioned about it before. Yeah. And it's funny. I joked about A and M yesterday. We were y'all should. A, we were, well, right. All three. All three of y'all are I alumni. Know, exactly. We need to make this. I topic. didn't think about it. yeah. Jesse, you and Dalton are all uh, Texas State alum. They're probably the only people on the A and M campus I could probably get along with because I refer to A and M as assholes and masochists. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody on that campus looks happy ever. Everybody on Texas State's <laughs> campus is like friendly. They cover for each other. Everybody on the A and M campus. I've been over there several times. Was like. Get out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) That was not the vibe at the Texas Hemp Summit, though. Well, that wasn't the students either. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was professional. That was pretty pretty cool, though. Um, But... um, yeah, so that was. I didn't realize that was the first. This is the first issue since the first uh, issue that you weren't in the first one. uh, So I didn't know. I didn't even think about that. And now I'm realizing I'm going to catch all sorts of flack for what I just said about (laughs) A and (laughs) M. Everybody in the sun is going to be reaching out to me on like LinkedIn. You know how Aggies are. They're very um, proud. Gosh darn right they are. (laughs) Well, it's um. What's coming up? We've got 420 coming up in a few weeks. Oh, I was going to tell you. I wanted to mention this to you. We had. Uh, you recently had uh, Paul on um, from the from Urban Bud. Urban Bud, and we have him on the show in two weeks. And I was going to ask you what was that show like because we Gramps uh, did that show. Oh, Gramps yeah. did that interview. Oh, okay. So you weren't on that. Have you been? You've been. You've been down at the Capitol. Yeah, I've been down at the Capitol. So what and day I, do y'all record over there? So we've been recording. We've various times. Like we've got time. We've 
we set up like a schedule where it may be Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday. Um, like I just did a show with Jay McGuire that came out that I recorded Tuesday and I've got to go home and edit this and put it up. And we had the live one last week on Thursday. Yeah, we were live at the same time as you guys. We we actually did a late. We stayed late last week and did that little uh, late show uh, with you guys here and me at home. But we were streaming the same time uh, you guys were. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, have you had success with your show doing calls live? We haven't tried doing calls. We did that last week and um, B. Skylar Johnson. Skylar called in from Washington. Be, be delightful. Be delightful. Mm -hmm. That's right. So that was a, a shout out to him because he watched both of both of the lives. He was commenting on both of them. <laughs> it was he on your all's too. Yeah, he was coming over commenting. We just, he just happened to be on Facebook while we were both streaming. But that was cool that we were able to see some engagement from mm -hmm. you know somebody watching because we with no yeah, warning. Just yeah, like, we just do it randomly. Yeah. yeah, we just randomly did that. We've never tried to you know schedule the stream. We want to maybe schedule those, but. Uh, that was kind of cool that we got a call, and it'd be, it, I would like that more. Is the calls, you know, that's always cool if you could just do these live and and get um and get some interaction that way. The only thing I worry about with having calls is when you get the the people who want to call in and they're kind of kind of have a tantrum, or better yet, they're gonna say I'm gonna smoke because I want to smoke, and it's like you're not helping, man. <laughs> it's like that doesn't change anything down to the camp. Why didn't the law change? But because you just said you could could do whatever you want. <laughs> but you could just go. There's a button here, and you can yeah, just, just you know. Mute. Goodbye. You know, you just, you know, you just you know, get rid of them if they, they go off the deep end. <laughs> I change your motherfucker. <laughs> no, but uh, I think that would be cool. Uh, hey, I haven't said anything to anybody. Uh, I would change your voice. Like oh, I, I had that on you there. Yeah, we're like death metal right now. <laughs> Stephen Hawking, the weed <laughs> rambling on. Was that the the, the crazy voice? I smoke too many bags of cigarettes. <laughs> I can't hear that. I didn't hear that at all, so I didn't mean to do that. Oh, yeah. I do. You put it on, and I was like, adios, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm curious. Could you talk about just the experience of being at the Capitol during all this? Has anything crazy happened? Does anything stand out? You know? I okay, so I think the first day there was somebody at the Capitol, like opening day, that went to Click's office and, like, tried to cause a ruckus. And Capitol Police had to show up to her office as we're going to her office. And it turned to us and we're like, yep, let's turn around and just walk away for a moment. Because I think it was like some protester, possibly one like an abortion protester or something, showed up and was like, I'm going to cause a stink in her office. It's like, hmm, now you wonder why there's guys out front with assault rifles. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not the message you want to send. Uh, they go over that with us uh, a little at the coalition, you know, for coalition members at the Texas M Coalition. You're like, hey, when you come down, you know, try to be cool headed and you don't, know, don't be dramatic. But yeah, you can don't, kind don't of literally just go ask and, questions and you yeah. know, don't get in debates with our lawmakers. You know, that's not. But but ask questions and and put, you know, get your point across. They yeah. kind of gave us some guidelines. I haven't gone down there really and engaged in those guys, but. Uh, we did go down there and film, and Rachel went in there and made the meeting earlier in the day. I made like the a meeting. I didn't go and talk to any of the lawmakers, though. Like, can you just go and up to their office and say, hey, do you have a minute? Is it like that? So, you, so you're going to go into their office. There's going to be a staffer usually like, right there as you walk in the door. Mm -hmm. And you tell them, hey, I'm so-and-so. Like, I'm like, if you're with an organization, I've come here with this organization. Um, do you have a staffer here who has a moment to talk to me about a cannabis program and the hemp program in the state? And it might be, they go, oh, I'm the person who does that. So what do you want to talk about? And then from there, you have your discussion. You could possibly say, hey, you know, I'd like to, is there a way I could set up a time to have a meeting with my representative and with my senator? And 
15 minutes, 20 minutes. I'm not looking to take a whole hour or half the day, just some time to talk and let them know how I feel about this, possibly bring in some letters from other like neighbors that I have in, in the district. Nice. And you just have a conversation with them about it, and they, they might ask you questions. Well, how does this work? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And you just try to ask on, you try to answer honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So literally anyone, any citizen could go and do this. Yes. And I feel like people either don't know or they, you know, they maybe they're intimidated by the process. I think, I think some are kind yeah. of intimidated. Yeah. Um, p- part of the thing is, is the biggest movement happens with committee hearings. That's when you get to actually go and testify. But committee hearings can come up two days. They'll let you know two days before it happens. So, there's, yeah, that's so, so it's tough to get the message out to people quick enough to let them know to show up, and then it's Texas. Texas is larger than some other countries in Europe. Mm-hmm, true. So it's difficult for some people to try to make the travel. We've been pushing this session, though, about to people. It's like, hey, um, if there's people living north of Waco that don't have their own car, they're able to show up on time, they're able to get a bus ticket and get down here and testify, you can testify. If there's someone who's showing up after having a stroke and a double mastectomy, and they put their motorized cart in their car and drive themselves down here, you have very, very little excuse to not be coming here to the Capitol and making your voice be heard. Yeah. And it's insanely, there's no excuse that you couldn't go online and put your virtual testimony exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. And I noticed you had the links to that um, on yeah, the article, which is very helpful. Yeah, that, that's new, too, that you can do the virtual links. I think um, there was, Jackson there was, there was some sends la- those out, too. There was some last session, but it was kind of here and there. This session, all of them. I haven't seen one yet that doesn't get it. So you can always go to the committee hearings, click the link, pick your bill, and say what you want to say. And we've just been recommending to people, hey, you don't have to go into this long diatribe. Just say, I support this bill, or I don't support this bill. If you're an expert on the subject, give your expertise and how you're an expert on that and why you support it using that method. But it's not the place to rant and rave like you would out of, you see some people do at committee hearings either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, any news on the veteran side of things? How's, is there any movement going on down there with uh, David and his group? Or are y'all getting anything done with for more for our veterans at, at this uh, legislative session? I know David has did it, I think, like a veteran thing earlier in the year. I wasn't able to, to, the time he had it, I had to go to class. It was one of the days I actually had to physically be in class. And I think the bigger thing that they're looking at on the veteran side is Delta 8 and the consumable hemp market on the like Perry Senate bill. So that's their, their biggest concern now is veterans would still have access to that and that we would have access to, like talked about clicks bill, medical condition where you'd been prescribed an opioid. Because, mm-hmm. yes, cannabis, um, in my opinion, way better than tramadol. Yeah, and that's yeah, like the or gabapentinol exactly. for yeah. chronic pain. I mean, my mother takes uh, gabapentinol for for and it leaves her, you know, she's always tired and, and groggy, and that's uh, you know that's for chronic pain, and they, they just yeah, just I need to get chronic pain done. And I say I say tramadol because it's one like on the lower to me it's one of the lower end opiates, mm-hmm. but they hand it out like it's candy. Some yeah. doctors do they prescribe it way overdone. And that, that's what, to me, leads to people going, well, I need something stronger and stronger. Yeah. And then they wind up trying to find pills from somebody, and they wind up with fentanyl. Mm-hmm. So this kind of addresses the fentanyl issue as well that our state's running into. Yeah, that's a uh, – there's – I saw that on Capitol tonight uh, the other day. Uh, there's a movement for a fentanyl bill, right? 
yeah, uh, House Bill 6 is one of the bills that they're looking to, to penalize fent- about fentanyl. And the thing is, is we're trying to tell people, look, look at any state that was having fentanyl issues, and then when they legalized cannabis, the fentanyl issues started going away. Oh, Florida, really? oh there's data. Florida's a, gr- uh-huh. Florida's a great example wow. of this. The DEA has put data out about this. But That's even, interesting. But even Florida, Ron DeSantis mentioned, he goes, we are having a fentanyl problem, and this is why I want to move cannabis flower forward. And then they did it, and he turns around and goes, look, our fentanyl numbers went down when we did this. Wow. That's well, fentanyl, amazing. they're saying in the Senate, even in Washington, that fentanyl is the number one killer for 18 to 45-year-olds. It's killing more people than DWIs. And the uh, testimony we heard. And driving. And the testimony we heard. Traffic fatalities. The testimony we heard at the session just this last week on House Bill 6 is they were morticians and coroners and stuff going, look, we're not at the peak of this yet. This is going to get worse if we don't do something. I mean, were people there to even testify and say, hey, not only do we need to look at how we penalize people who fraudulently sell this junk and pass it off as something else, but we got to look at why people are wanting to have to take any of this stuff in the first place. Like, why are people wanting to grab this medication and use this? What do we do to curb this need? And it's like, we have other solutions. Better, How can we do something as well that people could test this? Yeah. Fentanyl strips. It's like, hey, let, they're cheap. They should be accessible. Let people get access to them. That way, if they do get a hold of something that's dirty, they know they're not putting a dirty product in their body. Yeah. Yeah, but that 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 would mean something good would have to happen. Right? Yeah. It'd be like <laughs> condoning make, it. We can't that, condone it. That makes sense. The I don't know if there's any money in that for government. I mean, that can't. We can't have that pass. That's not. That's not. Uh, that's not policy, Jesse. Like, can we invest in the com- like? Can we invest in the company making the fentanyl strips? Like, sure. Okay, fine. They can yeah, buy it. I yeah. Know, it's so yeah. They'll gross. give Pfizer the contract, and then oh well, it'll, it'll be fine. We'll get that done. Uh, let's go out with the with a positive note here uh, on podcast one twenty. What's a uh, What's something? Um, what's a what's a high note we can take from this show and just to part with our listeners as we wrap the last two minutes here or so? It's Texas Hemp Award. It did oh work. God! Yes, <laughs> yes. The he 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 keeps beating us in the in the uh, in the podcast arena. Congratulations! But well, thank you. You are very good about getting the message out, and you guys have a great network. Clearly, with the collective. Oh, I, 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 so last, the first time we won. We came in third. <laughs> so the first time I won, podcast. I went around to events and I had my business cards with like information on the back on how to vote. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's a QR code and here's yeah, the stuff we're nominated you doing for. That. Yeah. And man, Karen came up to me later. I was like, were you handing cards out at these events? I was like, yeah. She's <laughs> yes. like, she's like, man, that's a smart idea. <laughs> Vote the, for me in the Hip Awards. She's Karen Frommel. Karen Frommel runs the Texas Hip oh, okay, Awards okay. and gives out the Super Bowl rings. You oh, know, okay. the, the treasured Super Bowl ring. You've got one now? So I, I have one. Why aren't you wearing it? So I, I don't know. I didn't even think about wearing it tonight. And it's the one from last time. <laughs> you should be wearing it all the time like De La Stoner does. Yeah, De La Stoner has two now on his hands. So. There's events I go to and I wear it, and people are like, oh, what is that? It's like, oh, it's my hemp award from, from a year or so ago. I'm yeah, like, really? so the, the Texas uh, cannabis community and hemp community, well, you know, proudly wears those like Super Bowl rings. Yeah, you know, that's a pretty I cool. I would love to get one of those too. <laughs> this time, this time I set it up to where I had a, a way of like, they would go to the form and our names were already like who they needed to pick. So I was like, hey, all you can do is go to this site, well, it's already done for you. And they're like, wow, this is easy. So I was able to like blast that out in marketing campaigns. Well, I have an idea is that you need to um, you need to just not run 
uh, would let, take off a year. Yeah, <laughs> share the love. Yeah, let us let us do one that you know, and get maybe we'll have a chance well, to win well, one well, of those next podcasts. Well, this next awards. year, if it's one, it's because Gramps has done it and he, he earned it. I don't know. I think we're w- well on our way with the studio um, updates and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, we we were invited to go back to Waterloo Media, and I thought I'd mention that at the end of this show, but we we are uh, going to go over to the ESPN side on. In a couple of weeks, we'll, on the 15th of April, our first show will be over there airing on, on Saturday mornings at 8 to 9. A little better spot. Then we were like, we were like what, 5 to 6 or 6, 6 to 7? Six, 6 to 7 was the old show, so this will be... Why are uh, almost, why is it ESPN? Because like, that's what they offered me, and okay. I said okay. I, I was just like, isn't that sports? Like, yeah, well, okay. it is. But you know what? I think there's a lot of connection with sports and CBD, and there's a, oh, that, that's a good that point. crosses over. Yeah, it does and, now. And uh, I think I think we'll have an audience for this show on on the ESPN morning uh, thing. So we're gonna we're gonna try it out. I've already got a couple of sponsors for it. So couple of weeks you'll be able to hear this on the morning in on 102.7 so we're just going to keep doing the same thing we do here but once in a while we might get up early and have some donuts and go over there and do a show oh that'd be fun if carl's up for that so we'll 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 see about doing that but podcast 120 great show jesse thanks for coming in today and being well, on you. the on the show next week we have um oh by the way guys it's wednesday next week we're okay. recording we got uh, lisa from Implication will be on, and Chris Duarte, the blues player, is a longtime uh, friend, Austin legend blues player. He's got a new album coming out right after on the 24th of uh, April, and he's going to be coming in the studio on the 6th next week to um, check that the 5th, by the way, to come in. I have a wedding to go to on the 6th, so that's why we're recording okay. next week on Wednesday, but next week will be the, uh, Chris Duarte. Then we have uh, Paul. Uh, from Herb and Bud that uh, was on the Cannabis Collective a few weeks ago there with Gramps. And we'll have him on on the 13th. And then Jay Hart CBD, we will be live at on 420, uh, that show there in Cedar Park. So we'll be doing that show. And then I've got some open dates. So we just need to book some more people. And if you're interested, send me an email at texashempreporter at gmail.com. And we'll try to get you on the show if you want to come on here and and babble with us. Maybe you can even bring your own prop. Yeah. Uh, Jesse brought in <laughs> his good friend Lefty uh, come in to the, today on the program. So uh, bring your uh, bring your friends. Yeah, just don't bring your blow up doll. <laughs> Russell will take it from you. <laughs> That's right. I will take that from you. All right. Good show, guys. We'll see you next week. It's the Texas Hip Show. We'll see you guys. Take care. Adios. <laughs>